oh, I wasn't expecting this. <laughs> so weird. If this is your first episode of The Upside, <laughs> welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. Just a little Chef back. just threw me for a loop. Typically, the intro music gets added after the show is recorded. And so Callie never hears it. Right. But he it, just hit the music and then pointed at me. And what? Who? Are you talking to me? You want to try it again? See if Hold I can on. Do let it. me clear my throat and see. Yeah. <clears throat> If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. Today is Friday, June 9th. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful for Ellie's voice. She has the perfect little cute voice, and I can't get enough of it. And I'm so, and I'm also grateful for what I've done for my entire career and the technology that we have in the house so that we have an abundance of recordings of her saying it. Yeah, it's really cute. You often do little podcasts with her. Yeah. And she's getting better at it. She's she's a great podcaster. Should I play the podcast right now? The Ellie podcast? No, I don't think you play it now, but maybe release it as a bonus episode so she can have her own time because she has intro music and everything. So right. putting it in the middle of a show doesn't make sense. Right. She doesn't. She is not... She's not an intermission to this. No. She is her own production. She is her own production. All right. So if in the next 72 hours you get a bonus episode of The Upside that's only about three minutes long, it's just know it's The Ellie Show. And it's and it's worth every minute of your time. My name is Callie Dollar, and I'm grateful for ice packs. I'm still doing these IVF shots. Um, I am pregnant, but I have to do the shots for like eight to 10 weeks. Still, and one of them hurts. So Jeff gives me an injection, and then I like immediately put ice on it. the The injection part doesn't hurt. No, it's the um, it stings the, right after the chemical or the I, I don't want chemical, but the solution. Yeah, whatever it is that's going inside you hurts. Stings. Yeah, definitely stings. It is Friday. Let's do our one to 10 scale check-in. But before we do that, I wanted to tell you, Jeff, that someone sent me a message this week saying, I think, was it Dana? I can't remember, um, that they took the one to 10 scale check-in like to their office and started like checking in with their coworkers, which I thought was really cool. It's very cool that people are doing this, not only in their personal lives, but professional lives. And we've had people say, somebody uh, a couple of months ago was telling us that they did it in their team meetings. Like yeah. for the managers, they they are a boss and they ask their managers, scale one to 10, how's it going for you? Which I is love really that. cool. I love that. Um, something else that I saw that's kind of along the lines of a one to 10 check-in that we kind of do, but I wish we got better at. Um, somebody posted a couple that or a couple posted that every once a week they do a, a sit down where I don't think they do it on a scale of one to 10, but they ask each other, how are you doing really? And then they go over everything for the week. So that's where they do their meal planning. That's when she says, oh, I have a de- dentist appointment. He says, okay, I'll pick up the kid that day. They kind of coordinate their calendars but they do it at the start of the week mm-hmm. and they commit to it for one cup of coffee. 
That's like your perfect relationship. Now, as, as we found out yesterday, though, you milk your coffee for about eight hours. So I do. We, we, it would, we'd have to change. It would have to be like for one donut yeah. or something. Because yeah. if not, we'd be there from 8 a.m. to 2.30 2 p.m. Yeah. yeah. One to 10. How are you doing this week? I am. Man, I'm so sick. If I'm being honest, I'm so sick of saying this. But I feel really, really good. Despite being significantly worried. Does that make sense? You feel at peace. I am at peace. I am trusting that everything will work out better than I have ever imagined. I believe that to be true, which I think is bringing me this serenity. And I'm almost weirded out by the the enormity of mainly our financial situation. Mm-hmm. You know, the fact that we are completely responsible for our income and, and revenue and are now officially paying health insurance, you know, mm-hmm. and, and all expenses, and there's no guarantee that every two weeks a paycheck comes in. It, it is weirding me out. It is stressing me out. Our savings accounts are screaming for help. But I feel like we're on the right course and everything is... I am shocked at how calm you are. I'm shocked at how calm you are. <laughs> are we just hiding our anxiety from each other? I don't think so because it doesn't feel like hiding. There are only so many things that are in our control. And I think we have realized that the things you can do quickly, like quick money grabs, aren't, aren't the right decision and not every, a lot of good long-term decisions take a minute to pan out. Right. So we're working on things that have very strong foundations. That have big upsides. They do have big upsides, but sometimes that just takes a minute and it's combined with all these other like small business things. And, you know, a lot of you either work in small businesses or have your own and, you know, four people were behind on paying us this month. And I think it's probably just because like Memorial, we get like there was a holiday at the end yeah. of the month. Everybody's accounting departments like had time off, you know, people so- are taking vacations, whatever. But it just is coincidentally when that happens and it happens maybe like once every year, year and a half. It doesn't happen often, but when it does, you're like, oh my God, I'm, sw- I'm, I'm sweating. I am sweating. And it's funny because I know other business owners uh, who I would deem to be incredibly successful who have said the same thing. The month of they're like, May. Well, I may be out of business next week, but um, I don't know. And then you talk to in a week. They're like, oh yeah, it's fine. The month of May last year was really rough for us. Mm, okay. So I think it's a seasonal thing in the advertising business. And the longer we do this, the more we'll start to recognize those patterns and being able, be able to. Identify pr- like, hey, May is going to be a yeah. horrible month. Yeah. Yeah, we used to do that. Like every company that I've worked at, even um, like when I was in retail, we knew I worked in a college town of retail. So we knew December and January were just going to be horrible months for the business. And our boss would plan ahead accordingly. So when we were slammed, you know, she'd be preparing for times when we weren't. Before that, when you worked in music, everybody stops touring. The first week of December. Right. Unless you're doing holiday shows. And then there's basically like 45 days off where no one's working. And then nobody shows up again until the middle of February. Right. So 
if you if if you do gig work in the music industry around the holidays, you're not making any money. No, especially if you're you know getting paid hourly or by the gig. Right. Um, that stuff matters, and you have but, to plan but, accordingly. But forecasting. Those are, but those are patterns that yeah could be identified after you know s- certain number of time working in the industry. Forecasting is a word that I learned this week. I mean, I've known it, but I've Man, been doing uh, a lot of research on like maybe courses, you know, like yeah. small, but cause I'm really diving into since I have, you know, left my other job, I've been doing this full time. I've been trying to dive into every aspect of our company. So I know how it works and functions. So I've done a lot of sales stuff, which we've talked about and just trying to figure out how that flows and get a, a feel for it and how we want it to operate long-term and, and stuff like that. And then, uh, I've been diving not just like the surface level of finances, like QuickBooks and a bookkeeper. Okay, got it. I mean, like deep diving Pro- profit into- Profit and loss statements and cash well, that's flow even, and- That's even really on a basic level, but there's a deep level of business finance that I would have never passed in college that now I'm trying to teach myself about because successful companies, you're looking- five years down the line and making decisions now that will benefit you in five years. How does that feel to you? Does it feel completely foreign or does it feel natural? Does, you know, it, does it feel... It feels horrible. And here's why, because I'm so intimidated by math and my my high school math tutor listens to our podcast and she always is like, Callie, stop saying you don't do math. Yes, you do math. Um, I only survived it because of her. Maybe I should call her. But what's intimidating to me is I don't, feel like finance is something that I'm inherently smart at. Like it's harder for me than most people. And I've looked into actually like taking courses. Oh, do it. But you have to do homework for them and like write papers and give presentations to classes and stuff like that. And that scares the pants off of me. But there's gotta be a YouTube course type thing, a Skillshare. I know LinkedIn has some of them. I looked on Skillshare, but if you've taking courses, like not enrolled somewhere, but just taken a course or gotten a certificate or something. Will you tell me it's not that bad or tell me not to do it? Because I'm so intimidated. And most of those courses are relatively inexpensive. They're 99 bucks or something, right? Well, I, so I looked at what it's Skillshare and it's like, this is the basics of all you need. And it breaks it down for people who have no idea what they're doing. Basically this one course yeah. that I was looking at. And then I looked at the syllabus and I'm like, I can't, I don't even know the intro paragraph. I don't even understand that. What's so funny is a, a guy sent me a message, a friend of mine said, and I haven't talked to him in a few months, but he sent me a message on LinkedIn. Cause one of he, one of my posts popped up on his feed and he's like, Oh, this, this is great stuff here. You're posting, how's the podcast business? And he starts asking questions. He works in banking Mm -hmm. and he works in business banking. So he started asking me questions related to, I wish I, I should have printed it out, but he was asking questions related to cash flow and what stuff, income stuff, but he was asking the proper terms and I was just saying, yeah, right now people owe us about $16,000 that we should probably get this week or whatever. And he's he's like, yeah, but I, what's your 30-day number? I go, well, I don't know. I think in about two weeks people owe, are going to owe us another 16000 I think. So uh, that's 32000 I think, in the next 30 days. And he's like, he says, well, what's your billables? 
I don't know what that means. It was <laughs> it was a comical exchange where I was doing math in my head of people who pay us from, you know, that I know who we have invoices out to. Yeah. So uh, that was funny. Lily, by the way, is sitting right next to me, driving me crazy right now. No idea what she wants. She, this dog has been so needy today and I love her, but bless her. She is the neediest person in this house by far. And I don't know if it's like coming up on a full moon. I don't know what it is, but here's, here's an example of Lily personality real quick. She has been out. She's had water. Sadie ate her dinner. I get it. Annoying sister. Sadie does that. Sadie eats a lot of random stuff. So I refill her bowl and she doesn't defend herself. So Sadie again eats her second dinner. Now she won't leave me alone about wanting to be fed again. But I'm like, I can't help you. If you're You're not going to give Sadie a little bite in the butt. I can't help someone who's not going to help themselves. That's what I'm saying to Lily right now. You know, it's like, I get that in a perfect world, I would sit right next to your food bowl and like fin Sadie off. But all you got to do is show your teeth once and Sadie will walk away. You know, she just needs to like bite Sadie once and then it'll be like, they can solve this problem. She doesn't even need to bite Sadie. Sadie just, Sadie is a, a sack of potatoes on legs. And (laughs) if you can just, you just shove, I've used my foot before. You just shove the sack in a different direction, and it's like a satellite in, in in space that just bumped up against an asteroid. It just slowly starts moving in the opposite direction. Yeah. And eventually, it'll come back around. It'll full orbit, and she'll end up on the other side of you. But you just give her a boom, and then she just off she goes in that direction because it's too much work for her to slow down and stop. So I let her out right before we started recording. I, she has water. I'm assuming it's the food thing, but I like kind of am not feeling sympathetic towards her because she keeps leaving her food unattended. And we have a very hungry beagle in this house who is still kind of on her diet, not happy about it. And she will eat your food if you leave it. We got to stop calling it diet. And we just have to start telling Sadie that it's her lifestyle now. <laughs> this is her lifestyle. So on a scale of one to 10, I would say I'm an eight, five. Okay. What are you? Um, I am an eight. I'm an eight. I think, you know, I'm going to take my eight five back. I'm a 10. Are you? You're pregnant. Yeah. What what else matters? Yeah. Next, next week we can solve money issues. Next week we can make a five-year plan for the business. Next week we could be stressed because we're not at, at where we wanted to be. Yeah. But this week you're pregnant. I'm a 10. Good. I'm glad you're a 10. You're not. I'm waiting for you to ask me. I did. So oh, yeah. No, I'm an eight. I, I think, <clears throat> you were just, didn't you just say you were an eight five or did I say that? No, you said that. I'm an eight. Okay. I feel like I've been consistently an eight, which is good. I'm not complaining about an eight. I have had a pretty good week. I'm really tired, um, which is to be expected. And I'm a little bit ego bummed out that we don't have the budget to like, totally revamp this office space that we're in, but I am really glad that we're in there. And it was so cool because I met one of our office neighbors this week, which I thought was awesome. And we have mutual friends in common. So that's always exciting. And I love just, it's a different vibe from our last place at our old place. There were a lot of like older, maybe like my dad's age, lots of men there, you know, it was, it was fine. It was what, 
was what it was. Uh, this is definitely more groups of offices and groups of people. And I think that's neat. Yeah. I mean, there's full on businesses in there who have multiple offices. Yeah. Or, or big suites that have 14, 16 desks, each with a computer. Yes. And I am. And I feel like I, it's interesting. You said that the last one, I never noticed the gender split of the last place until yesterday morning when I looked around and I think at the, the, they have a little, um, what juice and bagel bar thing set up in the morning. And I was standing there yesterday waiting for my bagel to toast. And I looked around and I was the only dude. Yeah. So I think this is just a more female friendly, not female friendly, but the gender split is different. Yeah. It's definitely split. It's definitely like a younger crowd. I think Mm -hmm. I, you were leaning in so hard to the office park life yesterday and it brings me so much joy. There's a bike share thing. So they have bikes, you know, how like at beach resorts, you know, how you can, whatever the tires are flat. Otherwise I would totally rent them. Yeah. Um, Jeff found they had a cornhole set up yesterday. A cornhole setup. They got a water feature. They got a little bridge. They've got they had a wa- P- P- or food truck Thursday. The food truck Thursday, which I totally forgot about, but Callie left earlier than I did. And she said, Hey, there's a food truck downstairs selling pizza. I was so excited. Ran down and got a pizza. And you delicious. said it was delicious. Yes. Local business. Yeah. Love it. And there was, a, I didn't go to it, but there was a cocktail hour in the shared workspace. So, I mean- so they had beer and wine and they had snacks and I was trying to, to wrap some stuff up so I couldn't go to it. But next to Thursday, hundred percent. You could eat three meals a day for free working in a shared workspace. Yeah. Wait, they stuck the fridge. If they provide food, our last place didn't. Provide food. This one. I mean, I'm so impressed. We're, we're at Industrious now. Uh, highly recommend. We're four days in and we're like living our best. We might move in. You know what I feel like? It's kind of, we seem like teenagers who went to a friend's house that has a fully stocked fridge. That's what we seem like. Like we open the fridge, it's fully stocked with like soda. You're like, oh my gosh, right? we can get Sprite for free. <laughs> you know. Uh, we have to talk about, very quickly, we just have to clarify something because I don't think, nobody left nasty messages, but we got a lot of messages about paid time off. Touchy with, subject. With people explaining, we, we made the, a few days ago, we made the assertion that Americans leave their time off, leave their PTO, their vacation time on the table. They don't take it. And that's just a ridiculous concept. What we were talking about are the people who choose, choose work over vacation. Because they have the hustle mindset and they think that that's more important Right. Their their value is working all the time. That's who we were talking to. Not people who want to break or want to break, but can't take one or whatever. That's not what we're talking the about. The number of messages that we got, and, I, and there's some of them, I left a couple of them in the voicemails at the end of the show, but from people who banked their paid time off for years so that they could have more than six weeks or eight weeks home with their kid mm-hmm. after they have, smart. After they have a, a baby. Smart. But Tara, like your business, (laughs) I have opinions on this. If your margins are so thin that you can't grant a couple of new moms a few months off to hang with their kid, right? Mm -hmm. Then you got to reevaluate your business. I totally agree. But most companies. I know. Yeah. But that's insane. 
One it's, of my friends used to, well, I'm not going to say where they where they work, but they got a lot of negative pressure for taking two days off to get married. To get married? That's insane. Mm-hmm. Another mm-hmm. woman, um, and I know I left this one at the end, uh, said she always left a week of vacation on the table. And this year, uh, the the universe is getting its revenge on her because she has been diagnosed with cancer. Oh, and no. has to has already used her 100% paid time off mm-hmm. to to because of cancer treatments and surgeries and not feeling well as a result of those right. things still has more treatments to go and the year's only half over. Oh, I hate hearing that. I if your company if your business cannot find a way to give someone time off to have cancer treatment and preserve their PTO because you deserve a vacation after you've, whatever you've had done, after your surgery, Mm -hmm. after your chemo, Mm -hmm. after you've had your, uh, you know, whatever treatment, radiation treatments. Yeah. Or after you have cared for your husband, your child, your parent who has gone through that. Mm -hmm. Nobody needs a vacation more than you. Right. Your PTO should be protected. And, and if you go to human resources and fill out the form and say, yeah, I'm taking this time off because I'm having surgery, the HR person should crumple up that piece of paper and say, okay, that's fine. And, yeah. it, do- and it doesn't count. Jeff Dollar for president. I, I, well, I just, I know <laughs> it's not the case. And then somebody let, said, on, I don't know if this is true or not, but teachers during the school year can't take paid time off unless they recruit somebody to cover for them. Yeah, like get a sub. Come on. So anyways, I'm not an expert in that area, nor is Car- Ca- Carrie, nor is Callie. <laughs> Who's Carrie? <laughs> no, nor is Callie, but- But we're not talking about you. We're talking about people that get so lost in the hustle culture that they wear it as a badge of honor that they yes. don't use all their PTO days. Yes. None. Those people. Yeah. None of us. It is really hard for me to get motivated to wear makeup in the summer because it's so humid down here in Atlanta and it's just hot and I don't want layers and layers of makeup. So I try to make it as easy for myself as possible while still looking cute because we're taking photos and I always want to feel my best. Here's a product that is going to change your summer. It is called the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It's a highlighter stick made to brighten and open your eyes, giving you an instant eye lift. Now, this is from Thrive Cosmetics, and I put mine in the inner corner of my eyes to look like you've had plenty of restful sleep, even if you haven't. It kind of gives you that little like oomph look like you have makeup on, even though it's just a little dab on the inside of your eyes. You could also use it for an eyeshadow. You could use it as an eyeliner actually. Um, And it has more than 10,000 five-star reviews for a reason. Thrive Cosmetics makes certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free beauty products made with clean skin-loving ingredients. There are no parabens, no sulfates, no phthalates, and all without compromising performance. You have to try Thrive Cosmetics to see for yourself. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order when you visit thrivecosmetics.com slash upside. That's thrivecosmetics.com slash upside for 20% off your first order. The new and improved second generation Hatch Rest makes sleep better and more magical for your entire family. Because if one person 
in the family isn't sleeping well, there's a good chance that nobody's sleeping well. But the all-in-one hatch rest is a smart sleep device with a sound machine and a nightlight that grows with your kids. It's something that they are going to be comfortable with from day one. Whether you're just using it as a sound machine like we did for Ellie, uh, playing the sounds of rain or uh, white noise in the background while she falls asleep and while she sleeps all night, to progressing and making it a nightlight to a touch device that she can actually control and turn on and off. The next step is going to actually be programming it so that she can know when it's time to go to bed and when it's time to wake up based on what colors the hatch rest turns. There's nothing this device can't do. Well, it can't rock your kid to sleep, but it technically can sing it a lullaby. You get your hands on the hatch for 15% off simply by going to hatch.co slash upside. The deal is up to 15% off your purchase of a hatch rest and free shipping. So you got to go to hatch.co slash upside, hatch.co slash upside. If you're ready for improved sleep for your kids and for yourself, get up to 15% off plus free shipping. And if you got somebody in your life who's having a kid, this right here, best gift you can give them. It's the gift of a good night's sleep. Little Spoon is a company that has been in our life since we've had an Ellie in our life. It's a one-stop shop for healthy, easy mealtime and snack time for your baby, toddler, and big kid delivered right to your door. It makes mealtime super easy, tasty, healthy, and it saves so much time. And I don't have to put any thought into it, which is honestly my favorite part. So they have lots of different things to choose from. Ellie started with the baby blends, which is fresh organic baby food from single ingredients. And she absolutely loved it. And um, then you can transition to biteables, which are like early finger food meals. And now we're in plates with Ellie, which are the toddler and big kid meals. They don't have any junk in them. She loves the hidden veggie mac and cheese. They also have like chicken nuggets, but they're all healthy with great ingredients. So you don't have to worry that they're full of junk and you can be proud of what you're giving your kids. Let's talk about the convenience. It is so flexible, so easy, and everything stores right in your fridge and your freezer. You can pick the menu and change up what you order every time. Make this year's chaos a little more manageable with time-saving, delicious, and healthy meals and snacks your kids will love. Go to littlespoon.com slash upside30 and enter our code upside30 at checkout to get 30% off your first Little Spoon order. That's L-I-T-T-L-E. S-P-O-O-N dot com slash upside 30 and enter our code upside 30 for 30% off at checkout. I'm going to say something that might not be considered upsidey. And I'm prefacing it because there are people who like to say, you're not being very upsidey on the upside. Mm -hmm. So I'm acknowledging, you don't have to tell me, I'm telling you I know. I understand. I love the title of this segment, by the way. I can see the titles of our segments. Yeah. Can I say what this one is? Oh, yeah. Jeff's title of this segment is Hot Take on the Smoke. I have seen the pictures of New York. I have texted with my dad, who has talked about, who has told me that that when they go outside in Syracuse, New York, they've been advised to wear a mask, to dig out their COVID masks, mm -hmm. right? Um. I understand that there are health risks that come with inhaling 
smoke. Mm -hmm. Somebody uh, said yesterday, one of the news organizations said yesterday that if you were outside for X number of hours in New York City, eight hours, if you had an outdoor job and you worked a full shift outside, it would be the equivalent of smoking four cigarettes or something like that. I think it was more than that, but yeah. Six cigarettes, whatever it was. It wasn't an obscene amount. It was a few cigarettes. Mm -hmm. Okay. I... I would just like to present that it's just smoke. Now, I could be coming from a very uneducated point of view. Is it toxic? I don't think it's toxic. They're forest fires, right? So it's just smoke. Mm, yeah, I think you're wrong, though, because there's chemicals in the smoke that can be harmful. And if they're, they're harmful if you spend 24 hours outside. They're also harmful to... Pregnant women. If you spend 24 hours outside. Yeah, no, I think you're wrong. You need to go listen to Modus. <laughs> I, I, I just can't imagine. So your hot take is, it's an overreaction. Is that your hot take? My hot take is, there are forest fires in Canada. The wind is blowing the smoke down the east coast of the United States. Mm-hmm. It is a... Once in a decade event, hopefully, maybe once for the in a East lifetime, Coast, right? not it's California. A, yeah, right. It's a it's a significant event, but it's not. This is not something that's going to last a month. It's something that's going to last less than a week in mm-hmm. theory, and I, it's just not. It just I just don't think it's that alarming. <laughs> it's a it's it's not it's not a plastics factory. Right, but you, <laughs> you get irritated when people don't follow their own advice, and you were so annoyed, like during COVID, as was I, when you're like, people aren't listening to people. Like, there are people who whose entire fifty year career has been studying infectious diseases, right, and like they know what they're talking about. Uh, there are people who do this for a living that are very, very smart, and they're saying. This is not the best. You should wear a mask. So, so like it's you versus. So wear a mask. But, them. but the difference is, I feel like back at the beginning of COVID when nobody knew anything, right? Mm-hmm. And and there were entire nursing homes of people dying. I think then it was critical to listen to experts like that. Now the experts are saying, yes, if you're outside without a mask for half the day, breathing with your uh, heavily, then it, when all is said and done, you're going to have smoked the equivalent of six cigarettes. I six six cigarettes doesn't this is this six cigarettes. So if it comes down here, which it's not supposed to, but. If it comes it was, down it did today, you got a, you got a dirty. I know, but it wasn't with the same intensity. Excuse me. Oh God. Oh God. Shit. How do you know? Is that why your voice is going? No, it's not why my voice is going. Cal- uh, Callie, by the way, has cut back. She now only smokes four cigarettes a day because, because I'm pregnant. pregnant. Yeah, exactly. Um, that was a joke. Don't come after me, please. Yeah, she but you a, would be fine with me right now smoking six cigarettes. No. Exactly. But I'm saying it just seems dramatic. It just seems, it just seems dramatic. Mm. 
it's just a fire. All right. Well, let's turn this um, not an upside show back into an upside show. I have a beautiful human alert to get you sent off on your weekend. And this one is out of California. And it's about a guy named Michael. He's 69 years old. He was at a bank. He realizes the bank that he is in is being robbed. Then realizes he knows the guy robbing the bank. Recognize his ski mask or something? Recognizes him. And it's an acquaintance of his. And he's like, you know what? I don't know why, but I feel like I should just talk to him. So he approached him. He's like, hey, man, what's going on? It has a heart to heart with the guy. Like, you don't want to do this. Like, you know. And- so the guy's standing up, up at the, the teller window or whatever with a gun saying, give me all your money. And this guy walks up and says, hey, what's what's going on here? What seems to be the holdup? <laughs> he, yeah, apparently he was like, you know, passed a note to the teller saying I'm robbing you and I have explosives. And I don't know that he did, but that was the threat. And um, the conversation so moved the attempted robber that he broke down in tears and was just like, life is really hard right now. Like I want to go to prison because I don't have anywhere to live. I can't find a job. I'm done on my luck, whatever. And the guy, Michael sat with him and talked to him until the police got there. He did get arrested for attempted robbery, but it ended in a really peaceful way. And it's cool that he chose to see that guy as a human. And also what are the odds? Right. That you would be there and happen to recognize someone. First of all, that you would be there during a bank robbery. And second of all, that you're like, wait a minute. I know that guy. I think that if that ever, if that situation ever presented itself to me, I think you just have to accept. If you're standing there questioning, should I go talk to him? I know that guy. Should I go talk to him? That so many things had to line up to put you in the same room with that person that you just have to accept that that there's a reason you're there. And, and you sh- and you have to follow through on that. And I'm sure that any police officer would tell you don't approach someone that says that they're armed. Like this is probably not the best idea. Don't don't chat up the fellow who says he's got explosives. Right. But I think this is really cool, a very human moment and I just love it so much. I think it's very kind. So Michael Armish Sr., this week you are a beautiful human. Thanks for listening to the Upside Passcast. Peace to you. I'm listening to you guys talk about the job thing. I don't work, but my husband does. And he gets six weeks vacation every year. He doesn't even barely take one. It's not because he doesn't want to take it. He's the one who runs the office where we live in our particular town. And the other office does not give him enough staffing, different things like that. And if he doesn't go to work, then the guys that work for him don't have a job. He's a surveyor, and you have to have construction and different things going on and get that work. Um, So it really sucks because I tell him all the time, take the freaking vacation. It sucks. It's sad because all that money goes back to his company. And it's not because he thinks he needs to be to work every day and all this stuff. It's because he's concerned about his employees, and he he wants them to have a job. So anyhow, I am so happy and grateful, Callie, that you are pregnant and bless you guys. And I love the sweet ending with your sweet girl, Ellie. All right, you guys have a great time. Great weekend, whatever. <laughs> Bye. Callie, I am the same way with my Starbucks. I will get it at whatever time and it'll be hours and hours and hours later that I'm still drinking it. But I feel 
attacked that, you know, sometimes it is the venti or the trenta. If it's the trenta, I usually split that into two days. I will save some of it. But when I have my free one, I've really got to like load it up. So I'm like, why not get the biggest size? You can save it for later. Why not add a couple shots of espresso and just make it real, real hypey? I've been trying to drink less Starbucks too, just, you know, to back off the budget. I've got two little kids. They're involved in a bunch of activities. Everything is very expensive. Um, my husband bought, brought me, or bought me this cold brew maker, and then um, I ran out of flavoring today, and it's just not the same. So I might go to Starbucks later. Don't tell him. Hi guys, this is Allie from Dallas, and I wanted to pause today's show with you guys talking about taking PTO time. The case for me was I had to save up my PTO time for three years in order to take a proper maternity leave. Which is really unfortunate because a lot of companies only provide short-term disability. So I was forced into not using my PTO every year so that I could have time at home with my newborn. So yeah, pretty unfortunate, but it's not always that people are just looking to have the perfect attendance or that they're trained to not take PTO. Sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do. Thanks, bye. Hey, Kelly and Jeff. You're talking about people not taking vacation? All their vacation days, I'm one of those people. I work in medical. Um, until this year, I always had a, a week left over. This year, I was diagnosed with stage two breast cancer and have already eaten all of my vacation time and still need more surgery. So God has a way of you taking that vacation time. So thanks, bye. Stop waiting. You don't need a book. You don't need a coach. You don't need a degree. You don't need a mentor. You don't need a supplement. You don't need a vacation. You don't need a backup plan. You just need to start.